Tell me where the sandwich is. I know you know. Why, my good sir, I am just a good cheese salesman. Why would I know where a sandwich is? Liar! All she wanted was a sandwich and you killed her. Can I interest you in Gouda? How do you know? She told me she loves me. But how do you know? Cause she really lies. How do you know? Don't push and don't charge me. It's the Doom to Fail podcast, and that's our new catchphrase, Wop Wop. <laughs> My name is Tim Dobbs, and I'm really happy you're here to share a half hour with us and with me, as ever, through this internet mosh we call the internet. She really knows how to run a floor buffer. It's Catherine Cogert. Yes, that's true. It's good to be here. You like the new catchphrase? <laughs> I really like the new catchphrase. Can we keep it? Forever. Forever and ever. <laughs> you know what? Let's put it to a vote. If, if we get enough emails saying that we need to keep it, we can keep it. At this rate, I mean, one email is enough emails, but yes. It's any one of you listeners could make the difference. You, you could keep Wop Wop around. <laughs> Doom to fail podcast at gmail.com. Anyway, as regular listeners of this show know, we have a number of series and we like to stroll by the series as though we are looking at pictures at an exhibition. This week, in particular, we are doing one of our favorites and it's a new favorite. Catherine, what is this favorite? We're talking about cooking with Tim and Catherine. Well, someone's in the kitchen with Tim and Catherine. That's right, cooking with Tim and Catherine. And this week, and to kick off this great new series that we're talking about, we will be doing something very near and dear to my heart. Sandwiches. Okay. So, what in the... What, sandwiches, really? Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess this was my idea, huh? Yep. And then as I recall, you. you said, that's totally up my alley. It is. I, I love sandwiches. There's... Little to no denying that. Which is funny, because I'm much more of a soup girl, but to each other. You know own. what, though? That's why we're a perfect pair. <laughs> we're, like a, we're like a light lunch at a cafe. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Let's keep it. So, Catherine, I think you're probably familiar with the sort of common knowledge version of why a sandwich is called a sandwich. The inventor of the sandwich, as it were. Yes. A Mr. John Montague. Who was the what Earl of Sandwich. Sandwich <laughs> being a, a region in England, England Town, I think. <laughs> England Town. <laughs> the huh. very, very large town of England. <laughs> <laughs> Towns used to mean something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's um he's a pretty busy guy. This is actually the version that you have here is a little bit different than the one I, I knew. But what oh, do okay. I know? What's uh, the version you know? So the version I know is that he was, like, sort of running late, I guess, for sort of like a luncheon. And he was hosting, like, a ton and ton of people. And they didn't have anything to serve them. They didn't have any cutlery washed or anything. So they were like, ah, screw it. Just put some bread and some shit on the bread and it'll be <laughs> fine. Eat it with your hands. And they're like, what? Eat it with your hands? And then it became, like, the new cool thing to do. Mm -hmm. Um I could be. <laughs> so that's the, the version I heard. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I will counter that with uh, the version I've heard. Okay. Which is, I mean, maybe this underlines the fact that they're all just stories. But the version I've heard is he was gambling. This was in the 1760s. And so it would be pretty common to go out to like um, coffee houses or things like that and hang out with dudes all night or whatever. And so he was gambling and he was really into it. And so he asked his valet for, just bring me bread with some meat in between so I can keep gambling. And then later someone wrote that he might have been actually working because he was a hard worker. But, you know, those those Earl of Sandwich fanboys will do anything to defend the Earl of Sandwich. <laughs> and and you're going to, going to pose that that's a real thing, aren't you, Tim? Earl of Sandwich fanboys? Yes. <laughs> no, for clarity. For clarity. <laughs> I do not believe, nor have I ever believed in the existence of Earl of Sandwich fanboys. <laughs> Can we keep that going, though? Can I be the first Earl of Sandwich fanboy girl? Yeah, go for it. Are, okay. are you uh, a fan of the Earl of Sandwich? I, I think so. What do you like about him? Okay, so I mean, we're going to sort of get into like guy one versus guy two on this a little bit. Um, and I'm on Earl of Sandwich side all the way, 110%. Um, I'm a loyalist when you want. Hmm. So... I mean, I'm ready to claim my title as of Earl of Sandwich Fanboy Girl. <laughs> There's a title inside of that title. <laughs> well, so the thing about this, you know, whatever the whatever the answer is, um, is the point is that it's a portable and easy way to eat something. It's perfect for gambling all night or working all night or perhaps uh, for when you don't have cutlery to serve a lot of people. So... Yeah, Perfect. it's easy. It's easy is the point. Oh, it's so great, so. and thus the sandwich is born. Where, where, where? That, oh, that's. It's a baby crying. Uh, it's a baby sandwich. <laughs> they call those uh, canapes. <laughs> or tea sandwiches. Yeah, if for the for for the anglophile, anglophone, Anglo. <laughs> England townophile. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Okay. Here's my problem with this. The stupid Earl of Sandwich. That guy. The 1760s? Are you kidding me? The recipe... What? What's the recipe for a sandwich? Uh, bread. Uh-huh. Um, cheese. That's it. You already have a sandwich. Oh, No God. one thought of this before? That's a grilled cheese. It's delicious. Which is the type of... Yeah, exactly. So... I discovered that there is a journal, a legitimate academic journal called Gastronomica, which is just great. And I subscribe to their newsletter. Oh, man. Please tell me it's not Elsevier. <laughs> no, it's not. Thank God. It's a uh, University of California Press. Okay. But the point is, this guy went through a bunch of old plays from well before the 1760s and found all these references to bread and cheese or bread and meat. And it was always in that order, and it was always kind of the same sort of request when it was, you know, like, oh, please, I'm so hungry, just some bread and meat, or something like that. And so he claimed that this is just what you called it before you called it a sandwich, <laughs> which, all right, it's the recipe built in. My point is I don't buy that the Earl of Sandwich invented the sandwich. Come okay, on. I support Earl of Sandwich, and I don't buy this Jew sandwich thing, which I can call disparagingly because I'm Jewish. Uh, I don't think that's how racism works, but go ahead. <laughs> um, I don't buy this because it's open face. That's not a sandwich. 
Well, that actually... So, all right. We're going to have to get into this. Bear with us, listener. <laughs> or goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> it was really great of you to listen this far. So, I did a little digging. And I found that, according to a number of different sources, although on the internet they could all just be sourcing each other, but they reference a guy named Hillel the Elder, who is a real smart rabbi guy about 2,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. And... Hillel is, is sitting there looking over religious texts, as rabbis do, and he sees in Exodus 12.8 uh, the phrase, Eat the meat on this night, roast it over fire, with matzah and bitter herbs you shall eat it. I don't care for the syntax, but the point is he's saying to celebrate Passover, you're supposed to eat um, this lamb and uh, matzah and some bitter herbs. So I have some some personal experience with this whole sandwich is a Passover thing. My uh, step-grandmother at Passover once said to my parents, you're supposed to make sandwiches when they did it open face. Oh, uh, I think there's I nothing in the text that says that you need to do open face. But That's we exactly always correct. made fun of her for saying you're supposed to make sandwiches. And I just felt like that was really unnecessary. It's, yeah, that seems mean. Yeah. But you know what? That's part of the <laughs> Jewish, Jewish tradition, right? Discourse. Being mean to each other. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the thing is the text doesn't uh, from from my very very limited Talmudic scholarship, uh, the text does not seem to say. Oh boy, it could hardly be more limited. I couldn't remember the name of the text earlier, <laughs> but it does not seem to say anywhere how you're supposed to eat it. And so Hillel makes the decision to let's just put them all together. Let's just eat it in like a pile, so to speak. And so he puts the meat and the herbs in between the matzah, and away we go. And so, according to many texts, this is the first sandwich, although he does not call it a sandwich because the Earl of Sandwich was was years and years from now. 1,700 years, at least. But it's open face. Well, that's the thing is, we're going to get into something here, but I don't think it has to be open face. And from, you know, everybody seems to disagree about whether or not he even ate it open faced or not. And okay. th- is that a sandwich? I don't know. We'll talk about that soon. Is but... it a good sandwich is my question. <laughs> uh, no, because the bitterness of the herbs is supposed to remind us of the suffering that the Jews went through during slavery in Egypt. It's a terrible sandwich. I read this and went, ugh. There's not even meat in it anymore. I, I actually didn't quite follow why there's not meat in it anymore, but... It's horseradish now. The yeah. herbs are horseradish, which I love, actually. I actually really like these sandwiches. Sandwiches. Passover food. Do you have a, a, a sweet a sweet aspect in it too? Because I read somewhere that there was a sweet part and you would like eat the bitter part to remind you of the suffering and then the sweet part to remind you how sweet the escape was. Yeah, I, I mean, I strongly remember tasting something sweet on these sandwiches, but I don't remember what it was, to be honest. I really like how metaphorical this sandwich is. Yeah, it's really... Passover is a very um, pensive holiday, as are most of the Jewish holidays. Very hmm. pensive as a people. Okay. Hang on. I know I was so happy with this reflective sandwich, but c- I don't know. Don't you think this is a pretty basic recipe? As I said earlier, someone made a sandwich before this, right? Like yeah. this is maybe the first written version, but we've had sandwiches with us throughout civilization. We must. Oh, well, I mean, what's a sandwich here? Is a burrito a sandwich? Is a hot dog a sandwich? Is all of society just a sandwich? Well, that 
I think is a good question to leave us with at the break. We'll be right back. The Doom to Fail podcast. guys whoop, whoop. <laughs> it's wop wop don't get it wrong ah, sorry. there's one o so we were left with the hanging question what is a sandwich and so Catherine, i direct you to ethiopian food have you ever had ethiopian food oh it's so good it's really good oh my goodness but you know how they serve it to you it's sort of um on a plate but then Covering the entire plate and then some is a big, spongy, pancakey thing of bread. It's called injari or something? Yes, that sounds right. Yeah. I will believe you. <laughs> the podcast of things that sound correct. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need in this world. And so we were talking about going back to the earliest of times and what is a sandwich. And surely this Ethiopian food is, is a fairly old thing. I guess so. Ethiopian culture is, is a very old culture because they lived in the mountains and were never conquered. And I don't know. That kind of seems like maybe it's a sandwich to me. Like once you once you pick off some of the bread, pick up some of the thing, you've got sort of bread surrounding food, right? Is this not a sandwich? I mean... Before you answer, I direct you to trenchers, which were a thing in the, the let's say, Middle Ages-ish. Okay. No, later than that. 1500s-ish. Well, what are they? Trenchers are bits of stale bread that they used to serve food on so you would sort of use it as it's almost like a bread bowl except it was a little more platey is from my understanding yeah i read about this it's sometimes it's just gravy on it huh that does not sound good no it's like the crust it's literally just the crust of the bread like with whatever you can find on it right because you didn't really eat the crust you would use it as a plate and then you would give the crust to the dogs or poor people um or, if you weren't that rich, to just throw out food, and maybe the bread wasn't bad, you would eat it. All right. I'm not super convinced. Go on. I I think these things have a legitimate case, at, at the very least being sandwich precursors. But, finally, we have a real legitimate ruling in a court case in the past ten years oh, on what is a sandwich. Thank God. The story is this. A Panera Bread existed in a shopping center. And a Qdoba tried to move in. It's Qdoba. Qdoba? I refuse to say that. It's Qdoba. Anyway. So the Panera people actually had a non-compete clause with the shopping center, which said no other sandwich makers are allowed to move into the shopping complex. We will be the sandwich people <laughs> in this Worcester, Massachusetts shopping center. Okay. And so literally they went to court and a Worcester, Mass judge made the ruling that it was okay for Qdoba to move in because a sandwich is defined as food between two slices of bread. And Qdoba is not a sandwich maker. Thank you. God bless our justice system. Uh, <laughs> but to me, I, I'm not really... I think, I think the essence of what a sandwich is, though, why it's important, if we look at John Montague... Okay. Because he can hold it while he's gambling or, or carousing with his guests, mm -hmm. is that it's a container. 
And so I think the Ethiopian food and the trenchers both kind of count. I mean, at least in spirit, because what we get now is that the bread allows us to eat the container. No fuss, no muss. Life is good. We can run around and gamble and do important business things and all this stuff and live a high-flying sandwich lifestyle. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm on board for the high-flying sandwich lifestyle. But Tim, remember Halal? Captain Pensive? Halal would be disgusted because the sandwich is all about being really sad about your ancestors dying all over the place and thinking about how sad you are. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually, I think this is something to think about because we're running around with our Wonder Bread with a slice of American cheese in between, which I had a friend make one time for me and I was so upset. That's not, ugh, ugh. Um, and then I thought about the Halal guy and I thought, well, but I am thoughtful and reflective around my sandwiches. I think about them way too much. And this brings us to where I can finally bring in a little bit of my chemical engineering expertise in scale-up, which is one of the reasons that we have chemical engineers and we pay them so much money is that, um, and, and worship, worship them as a society, right? <laughs> and think on them daily and reflect on their greatness. Yes, go on. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. <laughs> that is what Passover's about, right? I don't know. I'm not Jewish. Um, <laughs> So, but we have this, this concept of scale-up, which is that when something works in a laboratory, there is a, an entirely new set of issues you need to solve when you want to make it work in an industrial scale. Totally. And sandwiches actually have a similar problem. Right. Let's, let's bring it back to sandwiches, which is what really matters to me. Uh, a slice of Wonder Bread, two slices of Wonder Bread with American cheese in it, throw it together, away you go, you disappoint Tim because he thought better of you, but... Then when you try to get into a sandwich that's more like a Dagwood or something where there's like 13 ingredients in it, suddenly like you need to really consider what the hell you're doing or else it's just going to fall apart. <laughs> because that's bread true. is a terrible container. Yeah, it's kind of the worst. Have you ever had a bread bowl? Yes! I it's was going like, to bring that up! You, you have X number of minutes to finish that. Now, I like bread bowls. They're delicious, but like... Part of the bread bowl <laughs> is that you have to let it get a little bit stale. Hmm, that's true. That's how it works. But so now I've got the choice between good bread and good container? Yeah. That's <laughs> not going to work for my sandwich. No, it's not. So, I don't know. I feel like maybe I'm on the halal side here about thoughtfulness in my sandwiches. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe I don't reflect on 40 years in the desert. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't purposely turn it into a piece of crap like he did. I feel really strongly about this. Yeah, you do. This is this is a whole. This is I did not realize that this uh, sandwich podcast was going to be about Catherine's relationship with her religion. <laughs> no, no, no. It's actually about my relationship. Period. Because I just had a giant argument <laughs> with my significant other because he buys like the crappiest cheese and the crappiest meat, and he puts it on, like on really really nice bread. And I feel like what's the point? And so I am with Halal the Elder on putting thought into your sandwich and understanding where it comes from. Hmm. Well, this is a perfect segue to the thing we're going to talk about when we come right back okay. on the Doom to Fail podcast.
Hey, we're back on the Doom to Fail podcast, and we're going to continue on with our discussion of why Catherine's significant other uh, does not know a damn thing about sandwich making with some sandwich construction tips, because I think you and I both have some some opinions about this. Yes. And uh, we will share ours, and we will invite those of you listening to share them with us as well. We have a Facebook page and a Twitter page and a lot of stuff. So you're telling me this dude you're seeing has the nerve, the audacity, <laughs> to buy bad ingredients to go with really good bread. Well, so yeah, that's what intrigues me, is that he's getting good bread. It's not like he's just making a bad sandwich. And he he's, insists but... on getting the good bread. One time I was like, oh, this is really cheap. I'm going to get this instead because I'm not really going to put a lot of effort into this sandwich. I'm going to huh. Earl of Sandwich it. And... <laughs> He was like, no, 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 no. We should totally get Dave's. I, I like it way better than just regular whole wheat. Dave's bread Dave's is a is Seattle brand. brand of whole wheat. Oh my that's God, you just have, it's your really whole good. damn like little world up there. It's, it's impenetrable. I have we none have of QFCs the same brands. And, uh... <laughs> Let's, okay. So he says, get get the better bread we need to. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, yeah, good bread's good. I'm with him there. But what's intriguing to me is why is the bread so much more important than the filling? Exactly. I mean, the bread is the container. The bread is the vessel to get delicious ingredients to your mouth. And so I ask you, Catherine. Okay. Are you in the exact opposite camp where you feel like the bread doesn't matter, but you can, as long as you have good ingredients, or? I would say on the priority scale, the bread is at the bottom for me. Hmm. Perhaps you disagree. Well, yeah, I think the bread is less important than the fixins and the ingredients because... Yeah, to me, I'm with you there. The bread is the vessel. It's the same reason that, like, you know, it's it's a classic meal setup. You have a grain, and then because the grain is a lot of uh, calories but not a lot of nutrients, you add other things. And so it's like making a stir-fry. Like, mm-hmm. you want good rice, but, mm-hmm. like, yeah, so if the stir-fry is real good and you just have plain white rice, it's not going to kill it. But why not treat yourself? This is, this is a pretty minimal thing, and sandwiches can be so good. Just get I can get bread. behind that. It's if you get yourself more, you know? the, the really upscale cheese and the really nice meat, why not go for the really nice bread, too? Exactly. Exactly. And so, Thank you. I, but I also, something that's very important to me in sandwich making is layering. I think this is something people really miss out. And as a licensed sandwich civil engineer, that's which is the title true. I just gave yes. myself, because I am the licensing nope. authority on nope. this. Nope. Yes, it's true. Nope. I just claimed it. <laughs> There's no stopping me now. Listeners, if you'd like to become a licensed sandwich <laughs> civil engineer, please write to doomtofailpodcast do at gmail.com. You can't. Nope. <laughs> so, well, well, but people forget about the layering. And I think it's actually like crazy important because, as I mentioned, bread is a terrible container. And if we don't think thoroughly about how we're going to do it, then we're going to um, end so, up with something kind of crummy. Well, give me an example. So, for instance... I think it's really important to layer sort of wide, flat things in between things that are more like small pieces. So that way, nothing falls apart. Because So I'll put a layer of romaine down. Mm-hmm. Then I'll put like, let's say some sliced up peppers. Now okay. peppers, are they, those don't lay flat very no, well. No, they don't. So you put that there. Then 
layer of cheese because the cheese lays real flat. So now the peppers themselves are sandwiched in between the vegetables and the cheese and they are secure. Well, what if you try and like put some uh, sliced cherry tomatoes in between and try and interlock them like a puzzle? Well, that's great. And you should be doing that. But <laughs> you want the extra security of cheese and, you know, things holding it in place. You want to lock that in. Ah. So I think uh, I like the reflection. You know, this is I think this is why people get so, so worked up about sandwiches and how great sandwiches are. There's a lot to put together and a lot to think about. It's a, it's a construction. It really is. It is. Such is my opinion, so it shall be. <laughs> Any closing thoughts? Anything? No? Sandwiches are tasty. Those are really the extent of my closing thoughts. They are tasty. That's, that's why we did a whole episode about them. Listeners at home, if you would like to chime in with your favorite sandwich. Catherine, what's your favorite sandwich on our way out? What's your favorite sandwich? Okay. You might, you might judge me for this, but honestly, it is the Subway veggie with the new gorgonzola sauce they have on it on flatbread with everything. Sounds kind of good. It's delicious. Yeah, I like, a, uh, I like a complicated sandwich with a lot of vegetables on it. That's me, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, that's... A lot of vegetables. That's how I feel, too, but I never go through the... I never make a sandwich myself. I always have someone else do it. <laughs> oh, well, when I, when I next visit, I'll make you a sandwich. Yay! And with that... Listeners, feel free to chime in your favorite sandwich, Doom to Fill Podcast, at gmail.com or on Facebook. Or Google Plus or Twitter. And join us next week when we will be talking about U.S. cities and a very near and dear city to my heart. God, everything's near my heart. It's like crowded over there. It is pretty crowded near your heart. I tr always try to get front row standing room. There's never any. Mm. Well, you got to get there early. <laughs> Get me in the morning before I've really woken up. <laughs> well, you still hate the world. You, all you have to do is kind of elbow past sleep and dreams and you're fine. <laughs> right. Boston. That's what we'll be talking about next week. The, the town of Boston. Go Sox. Until uh, then, I hope you have a great week. And that's Catherine Cochran over there. And Tim Dobbs over here. Take me Bye. 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 Bye.